fam, it's been a little bit and we're back. Thanks so much for joining us on the Sunday Mornings podcast. Today we chat with Emily from Cool Mom 101 and we talk about how she started her business while raising her little guy and everything in between. Emily, can you hear us? I'm sorry. This yeah. is what happens. It's just banter. For a little bit. So you want to get on the wagon for a little bit? Just kidding. <laughs> is it your birthday today yes happy birthday thank you yeah we were also just talking about being in the 40 train Mm. (laughs) not there let me know how that is young young pup i'm 33 oh Oh my god you're like early my younger brother Enjoy those 30s and don't let them pass by fast. You know, I'm enjoying the 30s way more than the 20s. Yeah. 20s is a shit, like, bit of a shit show. Um, yeah. So I'm very happy to be in my 30s, and I feel like it's just going to keep getting better. So I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. You know everybody? You know Sarah and Betty? We haven't met before, Sarah. I know. Yeah. I'm, I know you, I follow you. You were at Barb's event, but we didn't get a chance to connect. Yeah, I don't think we talked. I follow you as well, but nice oh, to meet you. Nice to meet you too. You know Betty? I do know Betty. <laughs> and there's LJ who um, owns Delaga Beauty Studio, but she was doing things with the kids, you know, and she'll be on in like maybe five, 10 minutes. Awesome. And then I'm hopping out at 9.30 just for a little bit because something is happening here. And they're like, you have to be out of there at 9.30. I'm oh, like, okay, so I'll be back. I'll be back. No worries. Got a stripper coming. <laughs> yeah, my husband got a stripper. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 9.30 in the morning. You got to see the quality of that stripper at 9.30 in the morning. Well, Barb's probably been up for 10 hours already. So third time, it's probably like happy hour. Yeah. time, guys. No, it's nap time. Okay, Emily, you're doing such awesome, crazy things. Like, it's awesome. You have like a whole whole corporation. Are you doing it by yourself or did you hire people? Like, it's just so many moving parts all the time. Like, we can really appreciate it because when we talk to each other, we're always like, oh my God, how do you do the social media and respond to emails and also be engaging and actually have conversations with people, but also try to live your life and have your you time and the kids. Like, it's awesome. How are you? Thank you. Um, okay. First, you're young. <laughs> yeah. First things first, I only have the one child. Um, and not to like diminish that responsibility, but it, I do think it's a lot different than like, I do get a lot of more downtime and more me time, which I think really fuels my creativity and gives me the energy to do all the things I want to do. Um, also I have a lot of help. Um, my partner is with Leo almost, almost full time. Um, and then we have a part-time nanny as well. And then, um, I have a cleaner, um, what else? And then I do have an assistant who helps me with certain things. So she, so with my assistant, like she does the things that she's faster at than me, probably better at, and it doesn't cost me a lot of money. Um, so she cost, she charges about, I think it works out to about $30 an hour. 
So she does things like she produces all my podcasts, which was very taking a lot of time for me. And so this is amazing because I love podcasting. I absolutely love it, but I don't really want to edit the episodes and upload them and all this BS. So she does all that and she creates all the graphics for me. So that is a huge thing that I've was really happy to kind of offload because here's the thing, like my, my way of approaching these things is anything that I can outsource right now, I do as much as possible. The things I can't outsource, like, of course I just do them. (laughs) Like I can't outsource me being on an Instagram live. I can't outsource me interviewing. And these are the things I love doing. So I think my approach has been, what are the things that I can get off my plate that either either I don't want to do because it takes a lot of energy or someone's better at than me, which that's often the case. Like someone's better at that. So why would I do it? Um, and, or it doesn't cost a lot of money. So that's kind of been my approach. How did you find your assistant, for example, because you have to make sure they understand your brand Mm -hmm. and your visual and the message you want to get. Like, how do you even find that? And that doesn't cost like $10,000, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing too. I was like, I'm not underpaying someone. Like you can go find someone to do that stuff for you probably for way cheaper. And that was my thing. I'm like, I'm not underpaying anyone. I just don't, I don't think that's, it's just not aligned with what I want to be, who I want to be in this world, I guess. So I was like, I don't want to underpay first of all. And it actually kind of just fell to me because this is funny. So she, Mafe, her name is, she's amazing, by the way. She um, was friends with a guy that I dated. So like I had met her a couple times and it's just funny. She started, and this is why you need to talk about your offerings on social media. She started talking about it just at the time when I was like, okay, I really need to get someone to help here because there's certain things that I don't want to do anymore, but I want to keep them going. <laughs> um, and so she kind of was posting about it on Instagram. I was like, perfect. And I did have like one conversation with her basically to see what her level of expertise is. So you want to make sure you find someone who can do all the things you want her to do. And she, she has a really good, um, kind of well-rounded skill set. She had never actually done the podcast before, mm-hmm. but I just kind of trusted. I was like, you know, if you can figure it out, that's my, my ideal is that you write the blog post for it. You produce it and you do all the graphics. Cause then, like I said to you guys, all I'm doing is, well, all I'm doing, but it's all the, you know, booking the guests. I still do myself doing all the interviews, making the questions, the research and that I love doing and I do it myself, but the rest of the stuff I didn't want to do. So she also, like I said, she does um, blog posts. She's good with SEO research, which is something I wanted as well. So yeah, I had a conversation with her and I was like, okay, sign me up. So I think I was her first client um which was cool and yeah she's been doing an awesome job I've been working with her for six months now did you have to get her in line with your brand and be like this is what I'm looking for these this is the kind of verbiage you need to do or did she just look at your stuff and get it uh she pretty much a bit of both good question so I definitely gave her a lowdown on like who my ideal client is and she did of course look into my social and all that kind of thing um and I think you have to find someone who kind of just gets it too and I'm I don't know how to articulate that better but I'm like she just gets it like I could tell from her social media that she not the same voice as me like she's not a mom and you know we have different things but 
I could tell she just understands how these things work. And then it took a little more, you know, at the beginning, it was a little bit more back and forth. Now I don't even, I don't even look at things. I just, wow, that's so I great. don't, I don't listen to the episodes or anything like that until I want to listen back for, you know, if I'm trying to improve my interviewing skills, I will listen back, but I don't listen to like check her work. You know, like I just trust that it's going to be good and she uploads it and then it's just there. It's wow, great. It's so great. That's really yeah. Cool. yeah. It's been amazing. And the interesting thing I just want to share about that is when I first was going to hire her, I was like, oh my God, like $300 a month on something. Yeah. Technically, yeah. I know. So technically the podcast, I don't, it's not monetized and I don't really care to monetize it, but it's a really a brand building thing for me. Um, it also is something I love doing. So for me, that's a no brainer. Of course, I'm going to keep doing it. I love it. A, so it brings me joy. And then B, it does help build my brand and gives me a different audience in certain ways. And I just love sharing stories. You two have both been on my podcast, so I'll have to, I'll have to get Sarah on too. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it's like, I absolutely love it and it does help build and strengthen my brand. So it's a no brainer, but it was like, I will say I was, I was like, Oh my God, like, 300 bucks a month like shit and now you guys like I could not imagine not paying her $300 I'm like what else can she do can I add some more hours like yeah so it's been amazing Ooh, that's so great yeah that's our thing too is the the cash flow of everything right especially at the beginning and you're just investing in yourself investing in advertising investing in this and that so it's like how much more can I invest until I'm actually (laughs) getting paid enough to cover everything. Yeah. And so for me, the thing is I, cause I have two businesses as well. And I mean, now I do make more from my coaching business, way more than $300 a month. So that's great. Um, but I think there's like an interesting way of approaching it where you, you almost don't look at the exact, like, like I was kind of saying, I don't make money specifically off my podcast though. That's mostly what Mafe helps me with. I have to look at like the big picture. And so when you take certain things away from my responsibility, it frees up my energy to really be able to do all the, all this shit that I'm doing that I love doing. I'm like, let's do an Instagram live series. Like, I love this. Let's do it. You know, like I, and it frees me up to be able to do that. So you have to kind of, I think, take a little bit of a step back and it's, it's easy to get into the like, well, Mm -hmm. I'm not making $300 from this. So why can I spend that? But I think me investing that $300 to get that stuff out of my brain has allowed me to keep the podcast going and keep meeting these incredible women and sharing these stories that I think are really important. It's allowed me to build my coaching business the way I want to. So that to me is like beyond worth it. But if you just are constantly looking at, well, this exactly pays for this, I think it, it can get a little it's a little disheartening and a little sticky, which I'm like, not good. <laughs> Hi, LJ. I, I feel that too, because um, when I heard someone, I was like, oh, am I really going to make any money by doing this marketing? Like, is it really going to bring business to me? But it did. I just had to take the leap. But it is like, I do agree with you. You have to kind of let the money go, even though I sometimes worry about it. But it does take that, like, pressure off I'm like oh thank god I don't have to worry about my content I don't have to worry about posting all I gotta do is hey I get a message do your story beep I'm like okay I'm on it done it's like thank god because that was so stressful 
Yeah. And that's, you bring up a really good point too. It's like you, anything that you don't love doing, I feel like try and find a way if you can't outsource it, try to automate it, like whatever you can do to take that because that those are like energetic leaks that are just going to suck up your energy and not let you have that space to go create those amazing things that are actually going to build your business not to mention just make you a better person. <laughs> so it's like, how can you free that up? Like if it's, like I said, if it's not hiring someone, maybe it's kind of automating whatever you can. Cause it's just like, you got to get that out, out of your brain or not doing it. I should have mentioned that there's certain things you can cut and don't feel bad about. Like if I had to, I'll take the podcast example. If I had been like, you know, it's like, it feels like a drag doing these interviews then I probably would have just left it. But what it was more of a case for me was like, okay, this part I don't like doing. The rest of it, fucking love. So how can I still keep this going, but keep my energy protected to do all these things I want to do? That's kind of where I made that decision to hire someone. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So you're doing coaching, marketing coaching now? Yeah. So I'm doing, I call it business coaching. So this is something it's, this is funny too. I, my best friend is a, co a business coach. And when I first saw her start doing it, this was like five years ago. I was like, what? This is like exactly, I didn't even know this was a thing, but this is like exactly what I want to do. Um, but I kind of held off on it for a while. I was like, mm, I don't want to like do the same thing as her. And like, I don't know. I just had all these doubts and now I'm like, well, that was silly, but that's okay. I got a lot of experience in those five years, happy for it. But um, it's something I'd always wanted to do. And then in January of 2020, I started my um, PR and marketing consultancy. So that's Rosa Media Co. And again, that's something I always wanted to do too. I'm definitely an entrepreneur through and through. I don't like working for other people. I don't like authority it just, it was never going to be something long-term working for other companies, like in that capacity as an employee, um, as a consultant, I love it. I can do what I need to do. And then be like, see ya. Um, <laughs> it works perfectly for me. So I started that. And then the background of cool mom was I started the podcast first. So I started the podcast when I was about eight months postpartum. Again, podcasting was something I'd always wanted to do. Um, and I just was finally like, okay, I'm pulling, pulling the trigger on this one. Um, and then that kind of morphed into, I started doing business coaching recently, uh, maybe August, August or September. I started, so it's a one-on-one -on -one coaching program. So right now I'm really focusing on women who want to start their business. So they haven't really started. They might have ideas, they want to be an entrepreneur. And so I kind of created a program that, I would have loved to take when I was starting out. Um, and because of my background, I've worked in PR and marketing for almost 12 years, like my whole career now. Um, it just fits really well. And I love working with people on starting their brand um, or like brand changes, which I've done too, like rebrands. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of how the coaching came about. So cool. Um, so okay so we met before because we did the podcast together but I and maybe we just didn't get into it then I didn't realize you were so like spiritual or into 
energies, manifesting, that sort of thing, which I totally love. So now that I'm seeing it more on your Instagram and the lives and stuff, I'm like, oh, I like this whole other side. Was that, <laughs> was that something you talked about before or you didn't talk about before or did I just miss it? Maybe. That's a great question. So I think for me, I, so my first marketing job was at Lululemon. So that's kind of where I started my marketing career. And that's where I think I was first introduced to the world of it kind of started for me as personal development and even though a lot of those things didn't click at that time because I was like young and dumb um I started to get introduced to this idea of things like personal responsibility I was like okay sure and the idea that um something else they introduced me to was that's this idea I went to the landmark forum if you guys have heard of this okay so Lululemon will pay for you to go once you've been an employee for eight months or more so I went and that was so interesting because it didn't stick with me at that point but the idea that everything like you create your reality full stop so nothing has an inherent meaning you attach the meaning to it and at that time as like a 23 year old I was like yeah but things happen it's hard and now I'm like oh my god at 33 so it's been like 10 years I fully understand that and fully believe that so that's kind of where my it was more personal development but I think that's where I started to get into these ideas of spirituality and manifesting and how you really do create your own reality and then from there I think in the past past year really amped it up and I think becoming a mom and that first year was like I really did not like most of it um, I was like what the fuck have I done like oh totally. my god overall like yep <laughs> yeah so I was really like I yeah it was really hard and then the second year I just was like I'm gonna start enjoying this and it gets easier as you all know in certain ways like they're just you know you they don't rely on you as much and it starts to get more fun i think but i think along with that i started getting a way more into my meditating practice and very um committed to my rituals i would say i, w I had always you know dabbled in journaling and like been into meditation for five six years now but i got very committed as the right word to it and just seeing how even that small change started to create all these things in my life was enough to make it so it's like it is just a part of my life now I always do certain certain things in my day and I'm always looking at new ways to and new perspectives and tools I guess you'd say to bring into my life and I think the newest one that I'm really loving is um tapping so if you haven't done EFT tapping yeah it's amazing uh for me it works very very well um so they kind of describe it as acupuncture without the needles. So it just works on certain meridian points and you just like tap, but it goes along with pos essentially positive psychology. And so that modality has really been working for me and I really, really have been enjoying it. Um, and I like it because you can do it anytime, anywhere. And there's tons of videos online for free. Uh, and I just, yeah, really, really like it. So that's kind of in a nutshell. Uh, my more kind of woo-woo journey. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. So I love all this stuff. If anyone ever wants to tell me something new, I'm always open or wants to talk more about it, always, always down. Yeah. It's quite interesting though, like as 
I don't know, I think with COVID, well, my cousin has always been into it. Like the whole, like she would always be like, you need to meditate. No, sit your ass down and meditate. And I'd be like, oh, like I fucking can't meditate. <laughs> now with COVID, it's mandatory. Like I work out, I get in the shower and then I meditate just before the kids get up. And it's good. I'll get the book in two minutes, but it's this book that she got me into. She gave it to me for Christmas. And actually next year, if everything goes well with COVID, I'm going to travel with her and go three days as a retreat. Mm. It's all about manifesting and meditating and doing all these things to like clean yourself and clear your mind. But I'll show you the book. I'm sure you guys have heard of her. I'll go get the book in a minute, but it's pretty amazing which I was never, ever into. I thought it was just a freaking waste of time. And now I'm like, shit, this is so good for us. Yeah, I feel weird if I don't. The other thing I think I sometimes suggest to people is like, it doesn't have to look like sitting still for 30 minutes like this. Like you can do walking meditations, like whatever works for you. And I think for me, for really like, if I'm ever in a, which is like frankly rare now, but if I'm ever in like a funk or just feeling kind of shitty, I find tapping works the best for me. Cause sometimes when you're very emotional, it's hard to just sit there in silence and stillness, I find. So I like tapping cause you're, you're, you're moving, you're talking. Um, so it kind of like digs in a little. So I find that works well for me. Like I said, if I have to like get out of a, if I'm in some sort of mood or <laughs> something's bothering me. I find it like can snap me out better because you have to be pretty like calm when you're meditating. You know, like am I googling tapping meditation? Yeah, I'll, my favorite person. If you go to um on Instagram, her name is Gala. We're all like G A L A. She's amazing. <laughs> so she has tons. She's the best. She's like my favorite one to follow. Um, and she has tons of free tapping even on her Instagram. And so with tapping, you eventually can learn to do it yourself, which I do that sometimes because then you can talk through exactly what you're experiencing. Gala Darling. Yeah, that's her. Um, but I love doing it like with her, with another practitioner and you repeat after them. So you go something like, you're like, even though I know I'm stressed about my business, like you kind of talk through these whatever you're feeling. Um, but I like, I like the back and forth and there's just something to it. And she does like live every Sunday morning at, I think it's 9am our time, nine or 10am. She does, um, an episode called, it's like an Instagram live called high vibe honey, where she'll talk about a certain topic and tap on it. Mm -hmm. And I love those. Like they're just such a, like, it's cool. Cause there's like hundreds of people watching live and it's just, it's a good vibe, you know but I would definitely try it. The cool thing about tapping is, so I don't, I never told this group, but so I was diagnosed with PTSD after I had my daughter and I couldn't sleep at night. Like I literally had nightmares and, um, sorry, I'm going to cry. Cause it was like so much. Who didn't tell us? <laughs> I literally couldn't sleep for like a week. So I had an acupuncturist come and she like made me sleep. That was the first thing. But then I still was having like recurring nightmares and my therapist that I had from before my daughter, um, she did tapping on me. She did two sessions and I swear to God, it, it went away. I went from like literally being able to remembering and like in my body feeling being in the delivery room to like, now it feels like a movie. Like it feels like ah, I can remember it. It's in my, like, I remember it's in my, it happened to me, but it doesn't affect my body. It's so weird. It changed like 
the first session changed and then the second session just like solidified it. It totally worked. I didn't know you could do it yourself though. I didn't even mm-hmm. That is amazing. Thanks for telling us that. That's like, oh, that's really cool. it gave me like, like shivers when you're talking about how it changes because. Yeah, like, me it, too. <laughs> it honestly, for me too, it worked like that. Like I tapped on certain things. Like, um, I, I was sexually abused growing up and I tapped on that. And like, I can talk about it now in a way that, um, just, I feel like I explain it. Like, I feel like a bystander. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's a movie, like yeah. I'm just an observer. I'm like, Oh, and I can have empathy for my, myself as like that young girl, but, but I'm not like, it doesn't bring, like you said, I'm, I so relate. It doesn't bring that emotional charge yeah. where you used to, you get like in these patterns where you're addicted basically to the, those neural pathways and those chemical patterns. So as soon as you think about your daughter or you think about even going to sleep, cause then you associate yeah. that your yeah. body automatically turns to those emotions and creates the experience again yeah. it's like until you can stop it and get in there, whether it's like EFT tapping or other people, like I've used breath work for certain things too. Um, but it's so like, so interesting and so cool to hear you say that that worked for you in that way too. It's really, really powerful. Yeah. I wrote it down. So now I'm going to do it again. Cause I need it just for like life. Yeah. Well, Sarah, did you just stop after those two sessions then? And you never did the tapping sessions again? Well, I still saw my therapist, but she was like, Oh, I just got trained in this. Would you like to try it out? So I was like, sure. She's like, I think it will work for you. Let's try it. So we did it and yeah, it just totally worked. So I actually didn't need it again. And like, it just, it it was so weird because my body just felt lighter. Like I shed uh, like 10 pounds, 40 pounds, a hundred pounds off my shoulders. Cause I wasn't, like you said, like constantly thinking about it. And then it was like, I shouldn't be thinking about it. Why am I thinking about what I'm thinking about? It was just, I don't know. It was crazy crazy it totally works never heard of it it's amazing now you have and you oh, do that I'm, I'm gonna go do it with Ethan the team yeah. like well, honestly I, it's so interesting you mentioned that though because you know my son's super little he's two but I've already started to think imagine if I st- even just started to learn about these things when I was younger would I have you know, had the same struggles, like maybe not, I don't, we don't know, we can't go back in time, but I just think it's really cool and important to find ways to introduce these things. And I know some of you probably, I think Barb, maybe, was I talking to you about this? Anyways, I've heard people like incorporating even mindfulness into their families, which I think is really cool. So I don't know if you guys have thought of that or started doing certain things with your kids but I'd love to hear because mine's still little but maybe there's things I can incorporate well you know I just finished level one Reiki with Julia and Lexi so I've been doing just self Reiki every morning and that's like a non-negotiable for me I feel like it really sets the tone for the day but I did try it on Parker my middle guy because he was just being really like an asshole so I'm like hey come upstairs go lay down in this room. We're going to turn off the light. We're going to listen to calm music and we're going to do this. And he like lay there, stay still, didn't move. I had the crystals on him and everything. And at the end it was like, um, you know, when kids are really like antsy, they have a nap and then they're nice and happy and normal again. It was, it was like that. I love that. I haven't tried it on the girls yet just because I've been selfish and just using it for myself in the morning. (laughs) 
but um, yeah, it, it was great for him. So I want to try it on the girls and just see. Mm-hmm. It would probably oh, yeah. love it. Like I teach, I'm a teacher and on Fridays I'm in a classroom and it's grade one, two, three. So there's six to nine year olds and it wasn't my thing, but the teacher does this mindfulness practice every morning. So they turn off the light and then she lights a candle and they have this chime and they hit it. And when they hit the chime, they breathe in for four, hold it for seven, breathe out for eight. Wow. They do that four times. And then they all stand up individually and they give an affirmation. Like, wow. Yeah. And they do this. this. Um, at my school at Maple Grove in Vancouver, they all stand up and they're like, wow. I am powerful. Or like, I am, I am, it has to be a virtue. So we learn about virtues at our school. So like, I, I'm pretty or. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It has to be like a character thing. So like, I am patient or I am generous or whatever. And they all individually stand up and do it. And it gives me goosebumps every time. Oh, and then they say something like, we are going to have a positive day or something. And that's how, and it takes five minutes. That is amazing. I see. I love hearing that because I mean, I don't know about you guys, but we definitely did not have any, uh, any like inkling of mindfulness in my schooling, um, which is fine. We know better. We do better, but that's really cool. I love that. I mean, there's still jerks in the day, right? Like yeah. they're, still kids, they're still kids, but it just starts the tone. Like I noticed exactly. the difference if we don't do it versus doing it, the yep. first 45 minutes are amazing versus like not. So and for me, I think part of, like I said, too, is that opens them up to these ideas, right? So it's like, yes, they're like very small now, but once they get a little older, maybe when they're in their teens, even maybe they'll, something will call to them that they're interested in exploring, like whether it's meditation or tapping or, and they've already been a bit primed. I think that's important too. Then they at least kind of are like, oh, okay, this isn't some weird thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barb, don't you have to go? It's 9.30. Oh, wait, they're, they're knocking. Let me see. Yeah. Okay. I'll be right back. Hey. So, Emily, I would love to hear how you started your podcast. Like, um, I know you said you've always wanted to do it, but what was the thing that made you start? Uh, I think being on mat leave and as someone who is definitely like a creative, my mind is nonstop with ideas. I really wanted to build something and have something to work on for myself outside of with small child. <laughs> so that's yeah. really what it came down to. Um, and then I also was like, you know what, not that you have, you know, extra time on mat leave, but you know, he napped really well. And I was like, you know, I can take advantage of some of these moments where I can work on something that feels expansive to me, that feels, you know, like I'm really starting something. So that's kind of what it was and what it came down to. And I'll give you a little background on the podcasting thing. So I, and I talk about this a lot, but when I, maybe five, six years ago, I was like, I was in this place where I was very jealous of women who had started, were starting blogs. I was like, oh my God, like, I can't do that. Or like, oh, how do they do that? And I just, I felt all these feelings around it. So finally I was like, oh, wait a minute. I can be a blogger. This is how this works. You decide you're going to do it. Then you just do it. And then you're a blogger. <laughs> like that's how that, that's a simple, you make it really, really complicated, but in reality, it's not that complicated. Um, so I started a blog, hated it. Uh, I'm not a blogger. It's a lot. It's just things that I, I don't have a penchant for long form writing. I am an extremely talented copywriter. Like I love writing short things. 
I love distilling complicated information into like bite-sized form. That's what I love. Like I like writing ads and that kind of thing. So blogging was just, I'm like, this is boring. Like just get to the point, tell me what I need to know, move on. Um, so in, in writing, it just wasn't the outlet for me, but I knew I wanted to share stories and I wanted to, yeah, basically I wanted to be able to share stories. And when I started to learn about podcasting, I've been into podcasts for seven years now. So when they kind of were first coming, I was a listener. Like I love listening to podcasts. And then I was like, wait a minute, like this might be more of the thing for me. Cause I'm a talker, like I'm a conversationalist. So it just was the perfect fit for me. And as soon as I started doing it, I was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is the thing for me. <laughs> this is the way I tell the stories and can weave some of my stories into it and really have an impact on moms. And particularly for my podcast, I focus on moms who are also entrepreneurs. You're That's so good at it though. You're like just interviewing with you. It just, it felt so, it wasn't even an interview. It was just like, sitting in a coffee shop but on the computer and just talking and being able to really express everything and you were so good about like your questions and getting yourself to think about you know all your it was your yeah you're really like it was awesome this is totally your niche like thank you even your coaching now like I was following you and it's funny because the person that I'm working for um Candace at the friend's request yeah she was like oh you how do you know mom 101? And I'm like, Oh, I did a podcast with her. And then I met her personally. She's like, yeah, she's pretty amazing. And I'm like, yeah. Cause I was like, how do you know her? She's like, Oh, I just started following her. I guess you guys did a class or a thing together. Yeah. So we're, we're actually in a mastermind together. Yeah. So we have the same coach. Like my business coach is her business coach. So yeah. we're in a mastermind, um, with it's me, Candace and three other people. Yeah. I was like, how did you meet her? I went to ask her. Found her online. Okay. And then she just, she got like, she just, she knew it. She knew exactly what I wanted in my business. And she just blew out all these ideas. And then I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And she was great about it. She's like, look, I believe in you. Let me help you. And like, yeah. I was like, okay. And she's like, we'll work something out. Don't worry. Like she was really good about it. And I like it too, that when I'm feeling a little bit low because of all the pressure that I'm going through with the kids and I have a teenager, so it's a lot of drama of what I'm going through with him. Um, but she's so quick and fast about like mindsetting me to change me super quick. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Yep. I'm, I'm on it. Like I've done more now than I've done in like, in a couple of years, right? Like she's got me to being like, really being passionate about my stuff again and really loving it again, right? Mm, and so, that's awesome. Yeah, she's really cool. I, I really like her. And like, it's so true what you said. It's just so nice to get that off my shelf and really bring back to focusing on my moms. And she's brought all these new ideas. Now we're creating like workshops to like work with moms online too. So I've been doing all of that. So it's cool. But before mm, I love that. back, this is the book because I got it for her for her 40th. Oh, invincible. Oh, Alicia Keys also worked with her, right? Mm -hmm. And so every morning, I'll, I'll send the song later because I have to find it in my phone. But we do this, this song every morning on the way to school. It's called Set a Put. And what it is, it's like, it's this meditation and it just gets you to like really get in the zone and it's great so that when the kids get dropped off at school, they're totally like 
chill. Mm-hmm. Especially the teen when he wakes up in the morning, he's not a happy camper. So it really helps. But she's got like a lot of great like meditations in here and just so many great things. This is the one that I'm going to go to, the retreat that she's going to have. Oh, amazing. And oh. she does a lot of online stuff too. Okay. I'm going to get that book. I love reading, by the way, guys. So if you ever... Me too. Oh, I read nonstop. So if you ever have any good recos... That's um, Sarah. She's so good with all that. You guys would probably... That's amazing. I will be hitting you up, girl. Um, the book I'm reading right now, you probably all would enjoy. Um, it's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Ooh. And it's by Dr. I can find it in the chat. It's by Dr. Joe Dispenza. It is wild. Like for, like I said, I did start to understand the concept that you really create your reality, but he takes it like a step further and is kind of teaching you the science of how you can unlearn, like what Sarah and I were talking about, like unlearn those emotional patterns. We all have them. Um, and it really teaches you how to do that. It's like mind blowing though. Like the science behind the power you have to change your entire reality. And kind of the concept is you can unlearn who you are and create a whole new you in the best possible way. It's really cool. I'm totally gonna, I'm like totally getting this book. (laughs) It's really, really good. I really recommend it. I'm not even finished it yet and it's been like, so recommend it. It, it takes, it's, I'm a little slower at reading it because it's got science things in it, like atoms and, you know, <laughs> so it's just, a little, I just have to take a little time. Um, but it's so good. So, so good. Sorry, who did you say the author was? Dr. Uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. D-I-S-P-E-N-Z-A. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I've been so rude. So I got to my studio in Vancouver and someone had unplugged the fridge and so the freezer had leaked. Oh no. So I'm like, I keep walking away because I'm like checking on my cleaning. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, don't so worry. I have to message everybody and make sure they don't unplug anything because I don't know how long it's been unplugged for. So our glue may be ruined and... Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not either. I hope it I hope it was just from last night and then it's not that big of a deal. So Emily, are you doing a lot of like um mindset stuff too with your coaching for people too? Yeah. So the way that I've structured it, my one-on-one program, it's called Cool Business Academy. And so it goes from like if you don't even have an idea or if you have some ideas. We go from all the way from like beginning of an idea to launching in those four months working together. So within that, there's always the element of mindset and ritual. And I just share all the tools I know that have worked for me. And, but we go through the technical stuff of like, how do you do your website? How do you launch it? What's your social strategy? What's your brand pillars? Again, all things I've been doing for like 10 years. So it's good. It's like, I'm, I feel like I'm really, um, I love it because it really puts those two things together. You know, like it, my work, my things that I love doing is, you know, teaching and sharing my story and helping other women. And then I also just, I, I love branding. Like I can talk to you about branding all day long. It's like, I just love it. So well, your branding is like incredible. Oh, thank you. It's so good. 
You're too kind. Yeah, do you do that yourself? I do. Um, and I can't remember if you were here, LJ, but we were talking about how, like, you don't do anything you don't love doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you can outsource it. Okay. So for yeah. me, I love doing my own social. Like, I don't, at some point, I will probably give a little bit of that away, but for the most part, I do it myself. So I worked with a designer too. She did my logo and she did a few templates for me, but now I, I pretty much create everything. So um, I use Canva and I, I just, I have an eye for it, even though I'm not a graphic designer, I just love it. So I do all my own like graphics if I need new stuff. And yeah, another thing, which I know you guys did a photo shoot pretty recently, but I do make sure that I have professional photos to use and you guys are all really good at that but it's just it helps so much because then you have so much content to pull from um I'm doing a photo shoot my next photo shoot is going to be for it's actually my engagement photos but I'm going to use those too because <laughs> those will be cute um and Leo is going to be in them and we've never had professional family photos either so it'll be perfect oh. it's kind of like family photos but also engagement photos so <laughs> congratulations <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Did you just get engaged? When, when did you get engaged? Um, okay. So we, we did like things a little differently than like most people, um, in like North American culture where like, we just had like a few conversations about how we wanted to get married. There was no like down yeah. on me type of thing. Oh, that um, was like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm like, like, all the women I know, like, again, whatever you agree for, yeah. Whatever you want's great for you, but I was like, I am not sitting around waiting for some guy to like propose to me. I just I didn't like that concept. Um, so yeah, and over the course of you know, the last like year or so, we've been like, okay, let's do it. And then I got I designed my ring. Um, and I got it made at Cavalier. Oh, I love them. <laughs> yeah, they're so good. Yeah. Um, so that was really fun because it's like it's the thing I'm wearing all the time. So it's nice to be able to design it. Yeah. And then now because of COVID, I don't know exactly when or what our wedding is going to look like because he's Brazilian, so his family is in Brazil. Oh, Brazilian? That's yeah, Brazilian. yeah. I always I'm like Portuguese, Emily. I'm learning. Mm -hmm. Hard the Brazilian Portuguese though. Yeah, I love it though, and like I love language, so I'm learning. And I think for me, it's just important. Like I, I joke, better. but it's true. I cannot have my kid and my husband talking about me in Portuguese. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> message me, and I'll tell you what it all is. Wait, you know Portuguese? Yeah, I'm Portuguese. I'm full. <laughs> Wait, you're Portuguese though. Okay, yeah. but their dialect is just a bit stronger, so. We're from the island, so we have more of a slang, and their dialect is a lot more strong. But my parents watch okay. like, all Brazilian shows and everything. So, I mean, I understand it, but they're so beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really great. That's why I was, yeah. like, trying to figure out. I'm like, okay, I forgot what her husband was. Like, is he? What is he? Yeah. What is he? And I couldn't nail it. Brazilian. Have yeah. you gone yet to Brazil? Oh yeah, I've been like, well, funnily enough, I went to Brazil before I even met him. Oh. Um, so I like to say that I manifested him. Um, so I went to Brazil with two of my best friends for Carnival in like 2014. Oh my God, how fun. <laughs> oh, you guys, it was like wild. Like I've never, and I like to party. I've never partied on that level before. Like it was just wild and so fun. Um, but then when I came back, I met Mario on Tinder, like 
two months after I was home. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so my mom was like, oh my God, where'd you meet this guy? Like, did you meet him in Brazil? Cause I told him she was, Brazil- he's Brazilian. And I was like, no mom, I met him on this thing called Tinder. And I had to explain to my mom what Tinder was. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> I was like, no mom. But is he like Brazilian, grew up here Brazilian or is he Brazilian? Oh, so it like, would there. totally make sense for everyone else if you met him there. I know. I know. <laughs> he's been here for almost 10, almost 10 years now, uh-huh. nine or 10 years, but he grew up there. Like he's, He's 36 and he, yeah, he's been here since, yeah, I think around 28 he was when he came here. So, nice. yeah, so he lived most of his life there. When I was younger in high school, me and my best friends would always say, when we're 25, we're going to Brazil and we're going to Carnival. But I was like, that now at 20, well, when I was 25, I was like, no, I'm a new mom. Like, <laughs> this isn't happening. Like, fuck. Right. So, you, when did you have your first? My first, I was 23 when I had her. So it was young. So young. Yeah. So, you know, like, I don't even know. Whenever people talk about postpartum or their first time having a child, I think I was just so young and just trying to prove that I could do it because everyone thought that I was like, oh my God, you're going to fuck up your life. That I was like, I got this. I got this. I was like, I didn't have time for postpartum. (laughs) Like, I didn't know, right? So now I'm like, do I? did I ever? And I look back, I'm like, some things, oh, definitely, 100% postpartum, and especially with my second child. The fact that I don't remember 90% of her infancy, I'm like, ah, it's probably postpartum. Yeah, and I, Barb just posted something where more and more I'm, like, reflecting, like, you, LJ, on my experience, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I think I did, like, have a bit of postpartum depression, yeah. anxiety. Like, I could not sleep. I remember when, you know, when you're, like, so exhausted, but then you couldn't, I couldn't sleep well. Sleep? Yeah. Like, this is weird. Like, what the fuck is going on? And for yeah. me, it was, I was always like, oh, can I hear him? Like, yeah. Wake up? yeah. I look uh, back, and I think just because my oldest, so 14 years ago, postpartum wasn't even, like, talked nobody about talked about yeah. it. It was not well, a thing. Because it's hidden, right? Because yeah. I posted about the postpartum depression because I work with a lot of moms with postpartum depression. That's why I put that post up. Because what happens is that we have our baby and we're so focused on feed, 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 because that's what they drill in our heads before leaving the hospital and trying to cope that our our depression gets compressed and compressed yep. and compressed. And then it also gets mixed up with, oh, you just have the postpartum blues. That's normal. It's right after your pregnancy when you got, but people don't realize that after three weeks, if you're still feeling that, it's more, it's the postpartum yeah. anxiety. It just, it's so much, it's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no one really, like it wasn't a thing. And honestly, back then, like it was embarrassing if you had it. Right. Right. And so it was like, you, you would be ashamed to have it because you have these feelings. And I remember Brooke Shields coming out saying she totally had it and wanted to crash herself into her with, in her car all the time. And I was like, Oh my God, I don't want to be like her. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Even me, even I would say that I felt, yeah, like almost a bit of like shame, I think is the word where I was like, or I think too, what you said kind of resonated, even though I was not 23, I wanted to prove that I knew what I was doing and could be a good mom. And to me, that didn't equate with having postpartum depression or anxiety, Yeah, yeah, which is fucked up. And now like, 
saying it out loud just sounds, it even sounds ridiculous, but I think that was like a core belief that I had. Like, if you get postpartum depression, you're not meant to be a mom or you're not like good at being a mom or I don't know. I had these like ideas and now yeah. I, I'm in You're not doing it right. Yeah. Cause yeah. if you're right, it should be easy. Yeah. Therefore you shouldn't get postpartum depression. Right. Yeah. That's what my thinking I think was. Yeah. Which is crazy because your son's only two and the, right. And so it's crazy that it doesn't matter. Like people, we will still always think that because it's just how society has ingrained it into since hundreds of years ago, I guess, like a mom just needs to be happy because, you know, you, you as a woman just are, get married, have babies, are happy. You love it. Yeah. And yeah, and that's your life. And it's like, uh, I grew up in a very, very religious household growing, like, no, we're Christian, but my dad was a pastor. Yeah. And all of my uncles were pastors. And so, you know, like, and my grandma lived with us and she was super religious. So it was always like, I, from right from my, when I remember as a child, like playing with Barbies, can't have sex till you're married. You can't have sex till you're married always. And so I remember being so fucking curious about sex and I had sex at a very young age because I was like, okay, you want to stop me? I'm going to do this. Don't drink. I'm going to drink. Don't smoke weed. Get to smoke weed. Yeah. Natural. Like, That's do. why you shouldn't teach like abstinence. Yeah. Because... And, and I'm so opposite. I'm like, so do you want to talk about sex? <laughs> so there's this thing called sex. <laughs> but me, me and my husband, we don't like, I mean, you know, we've said some swear words and the kids have heard us. I mean, now we put, they've made us put a dollar in the jar every time we say it. So we're like, shit, we really should stop. But, um, but the thing is, is that like, when it comes, like I tell my kids all the time, like, you know, your grandparents were amazing people, but we were never allowed to talk about it too much like that because we were raised Catholic. But now my mom's like, are you talking about that stuff? I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, good. Cause I, I, that was, but it's great to hear her say like she admitted that she wished she talked about it more with us, but just the way she was raised, she did the same to us, but it's nice to see that we're breaking that pattern. But my sister's totally opposite. It's like, don't wear this. Wear, like, you should hide your body, where I'm like, no, no, no. Okay, Madeline, like, you can wear higher top jeans, but your shirt, like, you know, represent yourself, but curate your body like it's a delicate flower too, right? Like, you want to have your body to have value, you know? Because yeah. I sometimes, you know, I don't care if she's 11 or not. I'm going to talk to her about that. Because I think that already at that age, they're already processing about boys and what their image looks like and all of that stuff, right? But oh, even my son, I'm like, you have to respect women. Whether they say stuff to you that you don't like, just keep it respectful and walk away, right? Yeah. But, like, oh, man, it's just, but for him, it's like, is this normal? I'm like... Uh, I'm like, can you talk to your dad? And then I'm like, yeah, it's normal. <laughs> oh, I think there's certain things I will like default to like my partner on, but um, it's really, I love hearing like you guys who have older kids talk about it. Cause it's like, okay, this is something that we can incorporate. Cause yeah, for me, I mean, I, I did not grow up religious at all, but it still was not talked yeah. about at all. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, well then what happens when it's not talked about by someone like your parents who you, you know, hopefully you have that trust relationship is like you talk to your friends and like Susie tells you why you should be giving good blowjobs. Like, (laughs) you know, like it's, this is how you learn otherwise. (laughs) You get this bullshit information. And now 
the kids have full access yes. to the internet. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, even more, I think it's, for me, it feels important so to at least that. have a conversation, like going, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. But have you guys seen, like, I was like snooping. I'm like, okay, hey, what's all this shit about? Like, I better start looking at this. You gotta watch TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So I said to him, I'm like, look, I know I'm your mom because Emily, one thing that you should know about, it doesn't matter how much you try to give to your husband, they always go to the mom because for some reason, it's like they feel more calm. Tell you because it's because I asked them, I'm like, why do you always come to me and not dad? Because I have a vagina. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the, the anatomy. I don't know that. Yeah, like, I don't know how the dink works. I really don't. Like, you know. I know how it works well for me in my yeah. context. But but, I don't know how it would do for you. But anyway, so I told them, I'm like, Look, I'd rather buy you a magazine than you like really getting into the internet because it's a little bit much. And he was like, why? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? And that's like a very interesting thing to talk about. Cause like for me as an adult, I think I've, I have no problem with porn. Like, cause I can see things I want to see. I can know that this is not, you know, if I Normal? see something yeah. that is, abusive towards women I know that that's not appropriate but it is a little bit concerning to me yeah if there's like a 14 year old boy watching it and that's his only experience right it's like you have to know that these are actors and like we as adults can know that whereas I'm like they can't understand that so I totally get that concept Betty of like I I don't think I would love that either <laughs> and, the, and the concept of like you know, that's really disgusting that you and dad still, I'm like, why? We love each other. We should be intimate. Like, I'm sorry you feel that way, but you should be grateful that your dad and I are still, after 20 years, super intimate. Interested like, in it. Just to, like, really, like, juice his levels. I'm like, up to four times a week, E. And he's like... I love you. <laughs> you want to find in your life that soulmate that you're super connected with. And that's a good thing. Not get married and just have kids and then it drops. I'm not like, no. you know, like what your dad and I have, like we may have our arguments and stuff like that, but we're, we're connected. Right. And that's, human. that's what that is. What you see on computer is like, not what it's like for people who actually love each other and connect with each other. What you yeah. see, yeah, you feel gross. You're you're feeling all these things because that's actually not what it is. Yeah. Tell him to watch the vow. Huh? <laughs> Tell him to watch the vow. That's lost. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. It's hard because like I never saw any of that at that age. I'm like now it's like shit, it's everywhere. I know. We had a sex, um, a sex educator come in and she told the kids, which I think one of the questions was about porn. And she told the kids, it's like trying to learn how to drive by watching the Fast and the Furious. She's Ooh, like, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. She's like, you don't learn how to drive that way. Like, yeah. so like the kids were like, oh, they totally got it. Yeah. I think that's it's so Selena Noon. Yeah, it was yes. through her. It wasn't her, but it was one of her. Her crew people. is so yeah. good. They're yeah. so good at talking to these kids, right? Yeah. Some, when my kids come home from after, because our school will get her to come every other year and do like a full sex ed. And honestly, the things that they learn, I'm like, genius. Thanks for yeah. covering that. <laughs> LJ, who, who is this person? What is her name? Salima Noon? 
Selena. Selena, Selena or Selima Noon. She owns a, she used to do it fully by herself, but now yeah. she outsources or she has a crew. Because she has a whole she's team. So busy. Yeah. She's kind of crew. like the main person people go to. Yeah. So, and she will start at schools in kindergarten and yeah. will teach them about good touch, bad touch, which for fuck's sakes, why have they not done like, because awesome. they didn't do that for my oldest daughter. They only started it recently right so at a younger age so that's so, so good yeah Our talks about it already at kindergarten about the now but they did not back then the body yeah. thought like we do it yeah. differently because they're still little so we say because they go to a catholic school we just say like respect the body of god but i tell my kids it's like when they say that it's meaning like your body is a temple so you really need to cherish your body, value your body. It's like watering a plant. You water the plant, you feed the plant. That's what you do with your body, right? If someone touches you or hurts you, that's not right because that's your body. Yeah. And no one should touch your body. Yeah, and that's really interesting. So the way that I have started it with Leo is that the way like we've approached it is if he ever says no to anything, we stop right away. So like if you're um, like tickling him and he's like, no, then we like stop. Or if I, I like the, the example that people use, which I agree to, because I'm sure you all experience this when they're like, go give your aunt a hug or like, go do this. And I'm like, I don't, I, I realize that that's, that's kind of overriding consent in a way. Yeah. It's saying like, I don't care if you don't feel like hugging them, you have to. And I'm like, that, that made sense to me as something that you can, can even start with, like, my kids, too. I can at least start with that. I don't know. That's yeah. where I'm starting. Yeah. It's true. Um, it, that's, you know what? That's totally true. Because I never, like, because I'm Catholic and the kids are Catholic, my sister's, like, she's Muslim because she married a Muslim man. Like, she's very, like like, you know, strict. And now I find my niece is 19 and she's, like, I don't know if I want this anymore. I don't know what to do. And I said, okay, like, I'm glad that she's coming to me and talking to me about it. And I said, well, you know, these are things that you need to write your pros and your cons and start making decisions. And I told my sister, I'm like, I think you need to pull back a little bit because you're pushing her away, right? And something that we were raised when we were Catholic, it was so like, go to church, do this, da 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 and my mom says to me now, like, wow, your kids are very different. Like, they actually like it. And I said, yeah, because I don't force it. It just comes naturally to them. You know, like, I don't have to tell them to do their thing. Like, they love it. They, they like it. But I also include meditating. I do the crystals. I, we talk about Buddhism. We talk about the Muslim. Like, I open everything so they know there's a variety of stuff. But this is other options. Yeah. Because I think that's really important. And then you get my three-year-old daughter. Can I have chocolate? No. <laughs> okay, in five minutes. Just give her the whole bar, Betty. Why no, bar? Betty, you no. come on. Let's do it. Oh, no, it's not 11. It's 10, 15. <laughs> Little bugger. But it is true. We have to be really careful. It's true when you say the more no's, the more they want. Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm like living proof. Living, live, lived it. Yeah. <laughs> I turned out okay as an adult, though. <laughs> but yeah. 
said no. I had had similar, I'm sure it sounds like anyway, experiences to you, LJ, and I wasn't raised at all. So I was, they were strict though. Yeah. Did not work for me. For me, it was like the stricter they got, the more I was like, yeah, me too. See you later. Yeah, like well, I, all the rules. Yeah. Oh, same. They were like, "Oh, you can't go there." Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna go sleep yeah. over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, he's at ten. Okay, I'll be home at one. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. And I think and then- what I find fascinating—no shade to my parents, they're amazing—but is like my, the the older three. So I'm the youngest of four. The older three were like kind of rule followers, and like my oldest two siblings didn't even like drink underage which for me it's like every kid in my high school drank underage like I was like who are these people so just to give you the context and then I think I came along and they're like you can't do the same thing which I I know she froze she paused yeah I think so she froze I'm like damn it it was getting good (laughs) (laughs) what are you saying (laughs) Barb's getting a good 40th right now. She's what? Barb, she's getting a good 40th surprise right now. Oh, from the kids? I don't know. Ben said she has to go and step out. Uh, Oh, my neck hurts. I want to get that book now. I'll get the audio version. Sarah, how are you? Betty, how are you? Good. I was saying, I really like the boss up. It's good. It's good, right? I think, I think we should work on it together, like, the section to, like, talk about, like, I feel like each time we should just take one session, even if you know it, because I feel like it will, like, that's why I need this group. Like, I need accountability to, like, you know, other business owners to talk about, like, what's my brand promise? Does that make sense? Do you guys agree? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. You know what I mean? Like, I think all these questions are just so good. And I would love to just like share it and discuss it like each week with you guys. Sarah, did you get yours from Amazon or did you get it from the library again? This is the library, but I'm going to order it. Yay, she's back. Sorry, where? The library, but I'm going to order it from Amazon. Hi, yay. I know we were seeing, we're like, oh no, it was such a good part. And then you froze. I was like, yeah. Oh no. Oh Oh, dear. Internet. (laughs) Oh. The struggle with the internet sometimes. I'm like, I hate it. Because everyone's home things. now. Everyone's home, so their network. Everyone's home, so their networks are like <laughs> very busy. I know. I do wonder if that's part of it because I feel like I'm not the only person. No, yeah. ours has been crashing a lot too. It's rude. Rude. So bad. Hey, you guys. Have you guys heard of the John of God? Emily, you should look into it because it's in Brazil. Ooh. What? My cousin went to it. It's the John of God. It's a, it's a channeled high healer to perform miracle healing. So people that are suffering with like, just like mental health, cancer, sicknesses, anything, they go to him and, he's, and he does all this like healing. My cousin went and she said it was amazing. It was like in this place in Brazil, up at the top of the mountains with all these like amazing crystals. And yeah, it was so like, I mean, she came home and she needed to take a week to herself because she was exhausted from all the work. Um, but she said it was really cool. You guys should look it up. It's really neat. 
No, you're not getting any more chocolate. So Emily, um, I just want to ask you, so usually my question is like, what do you spend money on that you got the best return, but you've already answered that. So my question to you is what advice would you give to people when, or what have you done in the past? Like when you're struggling in your business, um, like I'm sure you've had a few bumps in the road or a few times where you've questioned where your business is going or what you're doing. Like, is there any advice or like something that you can give us if we're struggling? Mm -hmm. So a couple things. So the uh, practical marketing PR background, Emily, uh, will say that I always advise people to go back to your mission, vision, and values. So if you don't have those things, that's cool. Just do them. Um, but always go back to that. So if something is feeling like sticky or shitty or like you're banging up against a wall, I always like run it through that. I'm like, okay, is it that I'm resisting this because of fear or is it that I'm resisting this because it actually doesn't align with my values and my mission for my business? Because mm -hmm. if it doesn't, then see ya. Um, and if it does, then you got to work through like the fear and then from like the more mindset perspective, I would say I always fall back on the tools that have worked for me. So we kind of talked about tapping, mm -hmm. tap on things if I'm like, so for example, say, um, I'll give the Instagram live as an example. So the first time I did a, like a live training, I was like very nervous because I just never done it before. Um, it's different. I do a lot of interviews but they're on, they're not recorded on video. Yeah. So it's a whole different ball game. Um, so I was so nervous. So I tapped on that, like tapped on the fear and the anxiety of like doing this new thing. Uh, and then I just was like, well, if I don't start, <laughs> I'm not going to know mm -hmm. if I like it or if it's good for my business. So you gotta, you gotta try. Yeah. Um, so I go back to tapping. I also will say I will get support if I need it. So if we kind of talked about this, but if it's something I'm like, you know what, this is going to require a level of design that's above what I can do. I'm going to go get someone to do it for me. And that's going to bring me the confidence I need and put that energy behind it that I know I need. Mm -hmm. Or is it that I need to, um, hire someone as like a business coach or mentor? Great. Do I have someone I can talk to? Like one of you ladies who like my, for you guys, like my door is always open. If there's something that, you know, I've done, maybe ask me about it. <laughs> like, I know it sounds obvious, but sometimes you forget there's people in your network who want to help you. And like, I'm, I've helped many people who are, for example, starting a podcast. I'm like, here's what you need. Here's what you do. And I'm happy to share that information. So I think relying on those people around you who have done it before you, <laughs> like, what can you, where, where is that support there for you? Whether it's, like I said, paying a coach or a mentor or having a mentor or just frankly reaching out to people in your network who you know have done it. I find that can really kind of like bring my energy back up around it. Um, yeah, those are probably my go-tos. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I think I have a hard time. Like, like, you know how you said you always have like thoughts. I always have so many thoughts, but no follow through. So I yeah. think my thing is like, I always have to like put myself in check. And like my husband too, he's like, you're adding so many things to your to-do list before checking off what's at the top. And yeah. then I get overwhelmed and discouraged. And I like, I'm like, why am I doing this? But like you said, <laughs> just going back to the basics will probably help me. 
Yeah. yeah. And I think with you too, it's so kind of what I'm hearing is you have a lot of creative ideas, which is amazing. And then either you're maybe struggling to prioritize them mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So with, with the prioritizing, I think it definitely helps to put it through though that like first gatekeeper of like, does this even align with what I'm trying to do? Right. So if it doesn't, then that's easy, should be easy for you and let that be easy for you to just check it off your list and right. not worry about it. <laughs> yeah. But if it does pass, if it does pass through that, that like gatekeeper, then sometimes I, I will even ask myself too, like on a more intuitive level, do I feel like this is what my business needs right now or what I need? Like, is this going to bring me, is this going to be fun for me? Even though I don't know that it's going to quote unquote, bring me sales, right. I'll do it. Right. And I'll use the Instagram, my Instagram live series as an example. I'm not selling on those. Um, it's not really to create sales. It's not going to like my specific sales goals, but it's fun. I love doing it. And it's another way that I can share other women's stories because I'm using, or I'm having women on the show who aren't moms like right. on that series. Whereas my podcast is like, it's more for moms, moms who are entrepreneurs. Um, though I have listeners who are moms too, but that was like an example of, it just felt really fun. And so I've been, that's been my thing right now as I'm following, that's been one of my biggest strategies is I'm following what feels fun. And well, it doesn't mean I'm not doing the things I need to do. It's just what feels fun right now. <laughs> like, how can I tap into that? Because totally. once you do that, it, first of all, those things unfold with ease when they're fun for you. And second, we talked about this a bit, it opens up that space again, energetically, because you're in that creative kind of mindset and things are flowing and then things come up. And then on a practical note, um, I don't know what you use to keep all these like ideas and that kind of thing. Do you want to see? Use, this is, <laughs> is it a notebook? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So I used to use a notebook as well. <clears throat> the problem with a notebook is I don't always have it. I often have really good ideas when I'm doing my everyday things like driving, going for a walk, working out. So what I do have with me is my phone. So what I use is an, um, a program called Trello and it's free. So I use the free version. Um, and it, it technically is a kind of a project management tool. Um, but it looks, it's very visual and it reminds me of looking at a bunch of sticky notes on a board. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. it feels like a digital version of a, of like a sticky note board. So why I love this is because I, I now have created that system where I don't keep anything in here. So I know it's all there, like anything. And I'm telling you, like, I have all my big projects. So I have my podcast, I have my coaching, I have like all my client work, I have my marketing and like PR consultancy work all in there. But I also have like, I don't know, things like I had to get a new doctor for me and Leo, like I had that in there. So it's just like everything is there. So I just, it, it takes again, that energetic space of me having to try and keep things up here yeah. away, which okay. to me, I think is like, is huge because we, especially as moms, you have a shitload of things running through your brain. And then I have, for example, I have, I have a, like a card it's called, so it's like a little sticky note, um, that is just for social media ideas. So anytime I get an idea that's to do with social media, 
I write it in there. So you, you can create your own system, what works. Um, and I have a separate one for Instagram live training ideas. So when I get a good idea or a good download, I just write it in there. And then I find when I go to do these things, it's easy. If I'm like, oh, I, I feel like posting something. What am I going to post? I look through my ideas and if something resonates and I'm like, perfect. And then I can post about it. So uh, that's something that in a practical sense has really helped me. Okay, cool. This you. one, I would check it out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally downloading it right now. <laughs> yeah, and so it can be, you can have it as an app on your phone, but it also has desktop. So I use it on both and it's cool. all, all there. So it's amazing. So when you're sitting at your laptop, you can have all your stuff. But then, like I said, sometimes I'll be like on my bike and then I'll be like, oh, good idea. And I'll just quickly like jot it into whichever category it fits into. And I'm yeah. I found this is like very helpful. For me. I love that bike that you have. It's so good. I got a Peloton. Oh, oh. yeah. It's really fun. Awesome. Really fun. I really love um, um, Sims. Yes, Sims. Do you know her? On She's one of the Peloton trainers. She's so good. Do you follow her? Sorry, which one? Jessica Sims. No, I don't. Do you like hip hop? I do. Okay, follow her. You'll you'll love her. I don't have a Peloton. I just have a regular. Okay. I have a bike, and then I do the Peloton app. But I only do her videos. She's okay. Cool. I'll have to check her out. Yeah, uh, cool. I'm. A, I'm really obsessed with it. Um. Okay. My Mario's asking for help, so I probably yeah. gotta go. <laughs> I think we have to go anyway. I was waiting for Barb to come back, but don't you guys have an appointment at eleven, LJ? Yeah. yeah. So we probably go. Thank you so much for your time. Yes, thanks, yeah, Emily. Thank you for having me. Merry Christmas. And um, yeah, you guys too. And LJ, I'll have to have you on the podcast too. I said, yeah, so both be on the podcast. So I would love that. If you're interested, I yeah, will. I'm totally interested. I love your podcast. So. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'd love to have both of you. So I will email you. So stay tuned. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, loves. Enjoy your day. Bye. Bye. is that thanks so much for joining us guys hope you had fun listening to us interview emily and we look forward to chatting with you again take care